We are back with another guest episode. I am so excited for y'all to check this one out. So in this episode, Nina Chin and I are having a conversation all about human design, being 6'2". She's sharing her experience as a Manny Jen. We are talking about business and doing it in a way that feels aligned to you. Nina and I met recently actually on Instagram and just completely bonded over such similar ideas and viewpoints about business, about spaciousness, about sustainability, about running a business in a way that feels good. And I'm just so excited for you to listen to this episode. Before you dive in a little bit about Nina, she's the founder of Your Aligned Space. That is the name of her company. She is an ex-brand and marketing director of 15 years, turned brand and marketing coach and business and human design mentor for intentional and purpose-driven CEOs who are really looking to create authentic, sustainable, and spacious brands and businesses in their own unique way. So you already know that if you're listening to this podcast called Spacious, there's going to be so much goodness inside of this interview conversation, just complete fangirling bonding (laughs) moment. So I'm so excited for you to dive in. Welcome to Spacious the podcast for business owners, leaders, and CEOs who desire simplicity, sustainability, and spaciousness in their lives and in their companies. In this podcast, we'll dive deep with lessons, perspective shifts, coaching, and guests to help you find and create a spaciously successful business. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this podcast. I'm so Okay. Um, before we dive in, cause I feel like it's just going to be like so much good stuff. Can you just do like a brief little, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Introduction for, for our listeners. Sure. Um, hi, I'm Nina. I'm the founder of Your Line Space and I'm a brand and business coach for, yeah, purpose-driven, intentional CEOs and founders who really crave a spacious and sustainable business. Um, So yeah, I feel like this is a perfect match for this podcast. So thank you so much for having me here. (laughs) (laughs) We like, we met online and the like similarities and the, the things that we're interested in and like the commonalities just like keep unfolding and it's so magical and so fun. So fun. Definitely. Definitely. Would it be, would it be like fun for you to share a little bit about like how you got here? Like, I know you have like a long history in this world, but then you brought it into your own business. So like, would that be a fun adventure to take us on? Yeah, sure. So maybe just a little bit of background. So like my my company at the moment, so I founded my brand last year, but it was really kind of like more like a passion project and i didn't really have the time or the capacity right so i had all these plans i've i've bought all the the marketing and the tech tools the whole tech stack and you know i had like the best intentions but i um was a brand and marketing director you know i had like a big team pretty much managed the whole company at the time and all different departments and 
yeah, just didn't have the energy. And it just felt really like frustrating, which was also my not self theme as a manifesting <laughs> generator. Um, but I had this urge for like the longest time, you know, to just create something for myself and just change the way business was done. Right. And I think even my journey and maybe taking it back to 2007, right. I think that's when I kind of, you know, came across more mindset tools and practices, meditation mm -hmm. and yoga. And I had a burnout in 2007 as well, because it was completely overworked. And I think, you know, a lot of it, I would say like 2007 for me, it was like that, what do you call it? Um, a rock bottom moment. And at the time yeah. it was so brutal, but like in hindsight, I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I think we really, and I'm not saying like, you know, I'm not praying for everyone to hit rock bottom because I truly believe you can also, yeah. you know, find your path and do the self-exploration. But for me, I think, especially as a six two, right. I mean, Caitlin, you're a six two as well. You know, we have these three, <laughs> especially the, the line six, these three phases up until like the first phase mm -hmm. of Saturn return around the age of 30. And I, I really felt that there was so much trial and error, so much living mm -hmm. in my conditioned self or yeah, just not feeling great. And I think it started to, you know, I think this is when I started building my toolkit, my toolkit, mm -hmm. my safety anchors, everything that kind of makes me feel good and it, it's been yeah. a process right and in true many gen style i did so many different things you know i started <laughs> my career as a skin therapist when i was really young and then i love that. i worked in sales i worked in hospitality but i pretty much spent about 15 years in in brand marketing sales and business and even the journey over the last 15 years right as i'm as i started to weave in these different tools and I think for me, it's never just one tool. It's the, mm -hmm. it's almost like this concoction of everything that kind of supports yes. you, right? Because even though like I'm such a big fan of human design, I weave it into the work. I don't mm -hmm. really like to market myself because it's almost like in a yeah. box, right? Because it all kind of falls under the umbrella of like self-exploration in a way like really knowing who you are and as an example in human design you know we say you decondition for around seven years and I think you can also decondition before you know human design if you are mm -hmm. doing the exploration work you know the introspection whether it's journaling, whether it's meditation. And for me, it was yoga. So yoga really, like, mm -hmm. I used to be such, so reactive and so impatient and frustrated, right? That's also my, not self-theme, um, being frustrated as a many gen. And I think, you know, I always say, like, you know, we always try to help everyone else. And I'm like, let's look in the family. Like, if you can actually have, if there's a ripple effect in your immediate close circle i think this is the actual work right especially with family because i mean the family dynamics right you feel like you've grown and then you go home for christmas <laughs> oh my gosh and you're like never mind <laughs> and, <laughs> i am a child again <laughs> right and it's just the behavior the dynamics and i think i noticed it for myself that i changed and but then my dad even he started he's like He's like, are you okay? Do you have any problems? Do you have any money issues? You know, do you need money? I'm like, well, why? He's like, you're so quiet. 
And, mm. you know, it kept happening, you know, with my brother as well. And I was like, wow, they're actually really seeing as well. And I just feel so much more at home. So I think it, it, it wasn't just human design. It wasn't just yoga, but it was the, the conscious decision to spend time with myself and getting to know myself and who I am. And I think the understanding that everything already kind of sits within us. Right. Um, I think, mm-hmm. especially as coaches or mentors, like, there's nothing that I can probably say to someone that they don't already know, but it's maybe more of a reminder um, that they maybe have forgotten, right? And then even, you know, as a, yeah. as a yoga teacher, and then I was also a teacher trainer, and I was like, okay, what is what is the golden thread here? Because, you know, it's fun to be multi-passionate, but I'm like, if I really want to start my business full-time now, which I've done three months ago, um Mm -hmm. like I kind of what's the golden thread here and I was like it's it's a the humans but it's really like allowing everyone to be who they are and that they they are so unique in their own way and that's for me that's like my movement really you know you get to be who you are and you get to do things in your own way and it doesn't matter whether you know you use yoga or some if you want to microdose you know be my guest you do whatever suits you Mm -hmm. whatever tools feel good for you in order to uncover and explore who you are at the core of your being because if you don't know who you are I think even the best business strategies I think the real work starts as a business owner (laughs) the mindset work you know anyone can learn a business strategy it's easy to learn yeah marketing strategies you know you can take courses but it's the looking inside and the mindset and the energetics understanding who you are and why you've maybe been conditioned the beliefs and yeah sorry <laughs> i'm just going on the no. here. like this is like especially as a quote right as well right i mean or as a many gen being asked questions i'm like just <laughs> hello no I lo- i'm just over here like smiling and nodding like yes i agree <laughs> yes yes Yes, yes. Mm. <laughs> but I, I love what you said because I um I actually I work with a lot of, of Manny Gens actually and that idea of like finding the thread between these different like interests and, and multi-passionate kind of things, I think that can be especially if you're not like deeper into human design, but you've you know, you read the Instagram graphics and you have like a kind of base level understanding, you're like I'm just a multi-passionate person, period, the end. Mm. And then a lot of my clients will say, and that's why I can't be successful. And that's why I can't do this. And like, they kind of use it mm. as a, as a, uh, a pitfall mm. versus like a really magical quality. Mm-hmm. And I love that you said like finding that thread between the things, cause it's there. Like you make sense. Like, that's like something I'm always like, you make sense. Mm-hmm. Your interests make sense. Your hobbies make sense. Your passions make sense. There's, there's something there. And I just love that you brought that into the the conversation in your own journey so much. Oh, thank you. And, you know, I think this is the other, that's almost like the downside, you know, whatever seems like, oh, human design says, you know, I'm a projector uh-huh. and I need to wait for the invitation. And yeah, I maybe can't see myself. I'm like, don't limit yourself, you know, and uh, uh, these systems and tools are great. But, you know, as soon as you start limiting yourself again and you kind of almost placing your inner, your own authority into the hands of a system. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, you know, like it's the same again. And um, it loses the the magic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think um, similar to 
you know, like horoscopes and stuff. For me, it's always like when I kind of dabble in them, I'm like, I want to experience myself first, how I feel. And then sometimes it's almost like, oh, let me look up what the theme was actually. I'm like, oh, okay, very in line. Rather than it predicting or, you know, you have it in your mind, it's like the seed. And then it's almost like, oh, same with Mercury or retrograde. I'm like, everyone is like, don't launch. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't sign any contracts, you know, like, don't give it so much weight and meaning. I think, again, yeah. like with human design, essentially, it's the aim is really here to understand yourself and to be your own authority, right? Um, to really trust your decision making and who you are rather than being told um, who you are and what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And when you first discovered human design, did you have the experience of like, of, of, um, taking something and making it a negative or like completely rejecting any part of your design? Like for example, emotional authority, I was like, ew, <laughs> I don't want to be that. <laughs> now I love it. But I was like, why can't I be ego or split <laughs> um interesting took me a while <laughs> I actually love the emotional it's like oh this makes sense I'm so emotional but obviously what I thought was emotional is is not the emotional authority so for me actually <laughs> human design and I think this is why I I love it so much right um mm. when I had my first reading I cried I remember I cried on the call and I think I had my first reading with a projector um mm. and yeah, you know, I was familiar with astrology. And I think for me, again, with the 6-2, anything that comes easy, I'm like, oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm interested in. Anything where mm -hmm. I feel like I have to put in more effort. And it's not that, you know, being lazy, but I just know now in hindsight, because we have the natural genius, the line two, right? So things that really mm -hmm. flow for us, they just come so naturally. And it was almost with mm -hmm. astrology. I had to, like, I had to keep reading it. And, you know, I'm like, oh, it doesn't stick, which is really weird. Like, you know, I don't remember it. And then human design, she, the reading is 60 minutes. It was really like brief. I think it was mainly just energy type and the strategy. And I was like, I make so much sense. And, you know, all my life, <laughs> I think, you know, especially uh, I was always told, you know, you're really flaky. I played all kinds of sports anything from soccer mm -hmm. to basketball, softball, tennis, ballet, just, you know, you name it. And I know my dad was always like, you never finish anything. My dad is Chinese, you know, was, the culture is very like, you do something, you stick with it. And then, you know, I was throwing tantrums all the time as well. And I was just really probably not the easiest child and teenager. And, <laughs> you know, I was like, but this feels good to me, or I have this deep knowing, you know, and I think human design was almost this, it didn't direct me in a way, it was more like this permission slip, I'm like, hey, actually, nothing's wrong with you, mm -hmm. and this is your unique design, and this is actually your superpower, you know, mm -hmm. being able being able to like or even the career, because at times in my career, because I'd grown so fast, and I was like, I almost felt like an you know this imposter syndrome. I'm like, what am I actually doing here? And like, and then it almost felt I always felt nervous sometimes. And I'm like, no, it's the six two as well. Just being naturally genius at what I was doing and without any effort, right? And you know the way we were conditioned to hustle harder and work more and take another course and another training and 
you know, sometimes just sitting in boardrooms, I'm like, I feel like literally like the least smartest person here. Um, but that wasn't true, right? But it was just like the way we were brought up. And also in Germany, it's just very like collegiate and like, you know, like you need to study. And then after this, you go to college and university. And it was just so focused on like academics um, rather mm -hmm. than the maybe embodied wisdom, which the line six really stands for. But yeah, I, mm -hmm. it was eye-opening. I think from then, right, I've really self-studied for four years um really getting to know myself you know i think as um as sacral beings or generators and manifesting generators we're really here to understand ourselves deeply and that makes so much sense right it's almost like my family and friends they've always said you always find a lesson in everything like the, oh, you yeah. really love like i'm like yes because it helps me understand who i am and through that through self-exploration i understand everyone around me in the world right um mm -hmm. so yeah um no it was it was beautiful so um yeah I'm so happy it found me I always say like yeah human design found me at the right time um in my life yeah. and um yeah earlier this year I did my um training with Amy Leah the beautiful Amy my astrology and human design and yeah de I'm definitely more like human design you know yeah that's that's me <laughs> I love it. I love it so, so, so much. And I agree with you, like around the permission slips and just, yeah, there's, as you're, as you were reflecting and sharing there, my brain was just going off like so many things that, um, I guess I, I don't automatically associate with the six, two, but as you were talking, I was like, Oh, that's, that's me too. <laughs> like that must be six line. That must be second line. Like I, I, I really resonate with that. And I think, um, being a six line is such a trip because it's like, you know, sitting in those boardrooms feeling like an imposter, but then you say something and people are like, whoa, mm -hmm. that's brilliant. And you're like, is it? <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's like this kind of, I guess that's both six and six and the sixth line and the second line, but kind of this embodied wisdom that you don't even always notice or feel like is wisdom. That's been my experience where I, I say things that feel honestly so for lack of a better word, basic to me. Mm -hmm. And it can be this really profound experience for someone else to hear. And the, in my business, letting that be enough, like mm -hmm. letting that, like not overcomplicating it in my head, not feeling like, well, I need to add on all these other things to make it you know, mm -hmm. good. I mean, like, wait, I can, I can say one thing and it can completely change someone's business mindset, perspective, mm -hmm. whatever. It's been a challenge, but it's been so rewarding to really own it and step into it. I just feel like that's those six too. <laughs> I love this so much. And did you kind of know this after finding out you're a six two, or did you already kind of notice um, certain things you were doing, you know, in your business before? I'm like, hmm, this actually works really well without knowing it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I noticed it before I knew human design. I'm like, it's really interesting. Every time I'm sharing this from my experience, the wisdom, not the stuff I've learned it's usually even like you know four or five years ago i'm like this is the content for example that really has a lot of engagement and that's yeah i think almost so magnetic right but at the time i was like oh i think it's just sharing my truth that's how it kind of yeah. felt yeah 
Yeah. I definitely had that experience. My, my first business was as a graphic designer and you know, that's a pretty defined role when you're on a team. And I was constantly outside of that role. I was constantly actually mentoring or actually coaching. And it was in those small comments or small things that you would share on a team meeting or something like that. And people would be like, whoa, Mm -hmm. you're right. We should look at it this way or we should do it this way. And I'd be like, oh, sorry for interrupting. I know I'm just the designer. (laughs) Like walk away and like not really own it. Um, And so realizing like, oh, that was wisdom trying to come out of me. And I was like kind of putting a box around myself of like, oh, I'm not allowed to talk about bigger business strategy or bigger things that I see. Um, It's interesting how we kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah diminish ourselves in a way underestimate ourselves yeah yeah i love this and you know i think even like you know just circling back to like the golden thread for example mm-hmm. when i left my when i resigned from my nine to five my last nine to five you know i was like what is what did i love most about the role right and i was like oh, it was the team management you know leading teams and not necessarily yeah. like a lot of like so you one-on-one you did you go through and you checked with everyone and what they did and they take this off and I was like <laughs> I think my one-on-one calls often were like you know coaching and mentorship and I think that that's why it was also a hard decision to kind of you know leave because you're so like yeah. attached and like okay so you know I think also for any many gens listening to this I think yeah just really paying attention because even you've you've had five different careers right there is there is this golden thread and uh, for me it was really like this sharing the wisdom which you know it's interesting because i think a couple of years ago i was like oh no one's going to pay me to share my wisdom mm. and then this forcing of like okay how do you make money like and for me it's it's really weaving the two right like i love the brand the marketing the business side with everything maybe 10 years ago it's just mm-hmm. like spiritual you know you know i'm like i don't need any money i just live off you know vibes. Air and vibes <laughs> and stuff and then i've had the other phase where i was just like really in my masculine overworked mm-hmm. and i was like no there is a way and there you know there is room for being all of me without hiding and mm. just this morning actually you know I was thinking about the six two and I think really as a business owner you know one advice that's worked for me really well is I almost felt like I had to prove my strategic side I had to prove that this is my experience you know I've managed multi-million pound budgets and I've managed these teams and I've done this and i've built these businesses and i've generated so much revenue and i think the experience is good but that's not what's good for me to share you know what's good Mm -hmm. for us to share is actually because especially as a sixth land right the first 30 years we kind of live as a three two the the trials and errors so for us to even Mm -hmm. like share our trials and errors our experiences our journey that's like most magnetic and that's what kind of resonates and like you said earlier you know sometimes like for me it's something so random or bland but it's these are hard transformational moments where we feel like this is nothing special this comes really because it's so easy for us right but 
I always say sometimes also if you're in the, in the health and wellness industry, for example, don't forget we're also in a bubble sometimes. Same with the online. Not everyone is in that bubble, right? So it's, sometimes it's so easy for us mm -hmm. to forget um, mm -hmm. to explain a little bit more, right? Um, but yes, the, the behind the scenes, right? It's it's almost like taking someone on a journey, like a movie. I think you said something this morning about like you filming Day in the Life. This is... <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we should be sharing this is like stirred up like you know yeah. this is what you know this is where our genius really kind of you know comes through and it feels like oh but i'm charging people the you know like these fees is, is this really what people want to hear but yes that's what humans want to see and hear and this is how we can support most right because we're here we're the, like the wise you know role models the the embodied wisdom mm -hmm. and I think it's taken me a while to really lean into that. And I'm not saying, you know, probably still sometimes like, oh, by the way, you know, I spent 15 years and I'm like, yeah, because I always understand some people probably want to hear that, you know, and they need the proof. Mm -hmm. But because um, even for me, to be fair, like everyone I've worked with, I've never really looked at the credentials. I literally go off a vibe and that's me. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I I love that. Okay. I like, I'm obsessed with all of this. I feel like if people are listening and they have, if they're a six two, if they're a six line, if they're a second line, if they are mini gen, they're like probably picking up so much wisdom and takeaways for just like thinking about how they're doing business and how they're approaching mm -hmm. things. I would be curious to hear more about, because this is just the opposite of me. You're quad right. I'm quad left. <laughs> I'd be curious to hear about your experience with quad right in your business or just in your life in general um and how that like plays a role because i feel like that would be just probably just so different from what i'm usually sharing and i'm, I'm i think it's gonna be juicy yeah so to be fair you know it's quite left like i have never really dabbled so much with like the variables and stuff and I, again mm -hmm. it was i think yeah it was amy my teacher amy who mentioned once quad right and i had this instant like maybe I'm a quad, right? You know, you sometimes get these like moments. I'm like, okay, let me have a look. And I was like, yes, sure enough. I'm a quad, right? <laughs> and it's such a mind fuckery. Can I say fuck? Yeah. Yes. You can. I like to swear sometimes. Um, and yeah. bas <laughs> basically what they say about quad, right? right? And a lot of, the knowledge that I have was obviously I have from from my uh, from Amy, but it's like mm -hmm. we absorb everything like a pool, right? So we we best learn also not when we're like directly paying attention, and actually a lot of th times things don't stick, which never, which makes so much more sense now in hindsight. And like even the way I studied, you know, back in uni or when I was younger, and things are just like in the peripheral we just absorb everything like a sponge but it takes the other to pull the information out of us so mm. often and this is something i shared as well maybe just before we get into the business side i remember when i was when i was younger you know sometimes i, I someone would ask me something and i just shared something and i was like oh my god did i just lie where did this come from but it was true and i'm like 
is so weird. And it just kept happening over <laughs> and over again. And obviously then understanding being a quad right. So being a quad right in, in human design is basically on your body craft. When the variables, the arrows all point to the right. So we're as receptive as it gets, right? So we're not meant to be strategic. But then in my corporate career, <laughs> um, I had to be very strategic, right? Um, and I think this is what often caused frustration, you know, in in my career. And I think because I've learned so much about myself when I was still in my nine to five, it allowed me to actually build my business to work for me and with my energy, right? Um, and only because we're receptive, it doesn't, we're still strategic. We're strategic by naturally just doing the things yeah just doing our own things in a way so if i like marketing tactics say for example you launch or you do the content this is what you do da, 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 da. like i wouldn't approach it that way i would see what feels good and then by me kind of listen inwardly it's still strategic right but it's not like okay i'm going to be strategic mm -hmm. about this um so the way I handle it, so I have two, I call them CEO blank space days, which is my Monday and my Friday. Mondays are also mm -hmm. ruled by the moon, you know, so it's a very soft. For me, Mondays don't feel like Mondays. It's the same, you know, like January, they kind of feel like January. Like January is not really the new year yeah. for me, you know. It's still like the old, just kind of arriving. And that's how yeah. a Monday feels. It feels so just very feminine, like, you know, kind of just want to let the body lead and the same with Fridays so I usually don't have any calls on Mondays and Fridays and they're just really open for blank space and this is not just great for quad rights but also for sacrals in general to create space so you can respond to things um mm. so you can yeah really let the body move right so this is what I do I think this is like the core my non-negotiables um, that are so important to really let that receptivity come in. But everything else is still, I would say, strategic with a lot of room, with a lot of, like, there's no forcing. Um, you know, there's nothing, no rigid to-dos for me. Um, but that also really ties in with the many gen. You know, I can't have a rigid to-do list day, day by day. I work with, like, weekly priorities and then, kind of look at them I'm like hmm, what do I want to work on today and often especially as a quad raid I don't even need to you know put, so I use notion for everything um, sometimes I just write down mm. the things you know these are my goals and then because somewhere in the pool it, it, you know my body just kind of leads the way I really just let my body lead which is not always easy because yeah as business owners you know we kind of yeah, we want to make money, right? Um, we have a business to run. Yeah. And but let me tell you, I've experimented with this for a full month. I think it was in July or August. I was like, I will literally just wait to respond. I will not initiate without the sacred response. I will not force anything. And it was probably the most productive month of my life. <laughs> just in oh, terms of how things flowed, right? And I also know I'm you know, I'm really grateful. I feel like it's almost like a luxury to kind of go into this experiment. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't, it has to be a month, right? But really trying to play with what feels good for you and your strategy and, you know, maybe looking at 
yeah, small areas in a business where you can be, if you're quad right, be more receptive. If you're sacral, okay, let's move away from content batching because that's not great for us, actually. Um, you know, because mind yeah. changes and stuff. So finding the things, and you often, you know, for all energy types, you when something just isn't in alignment, you feel it in your body, like your body contracts. Mm -hmm. You know, when I feel good, it just I feel really expansive, and that's yeah. why I think again, not just human design find somatic practices because with human design it's about you know dropping the mind into the body so really letting the body lead and obviously yoga was such an amazing practice into this whole like somatic movement and understanding like oh okay what's happening here um yeah yeah hmm. <laughs> oh i feel that it, you know i i was interested in like personal development for a long time before I found human design and, and then bring that into more of like the somatic and in the body work. I used to say to my partner, we would go to the gym and we'd be like lifting weights or whatever. And he would be like, okay, this is going to be a, a, a lot of reps. So like give like 50%. And I was like, I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> like I, like I'm, I was so out of my body that I was like, like, just tell me a number and I'll do the number. Like, tell me any number and I will figure it out or I'll die trying. I guess. Mm. <laughs> but like, I like was so in the mind. And so whenever I hear people talking about how important it is to get in the body, I just like can think back to what it felt like to not feel that connection, not, not understand that. And I think that's probably, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's people listening to this. I do, I do attract a lot of people who are more comfortable in the masculine, more comfortable in the doing, more comfortable in mm. the action who want to bring more spaciousness more of this type of work into their their business i wouldn't be surprised if there's people listening that that struggle with that or, or mm. haven't really like entered into that um that type that type of work yet but want to mm. i think i don't know what what your experience like i know you said yoga was really helpful is there like a a before after for you or or anything around like that idea of getting into the body that mm. that feels helpful to share yeah I think for me mainly like so I'm a swimmer as well I used to swim competitively so obviously that was which I didn't really understand already kind of like a meditation because it was very like body-led right a lot of movement practices mm -hmm. but also with yoga for example you know when I started I didn't like the slow styles now my favorite style is yin yoga because it really just soothes the mm -hmm. nervous system but my first yin yoga class I was like oh I don't like this because I wasn't ready and, you know, I also think there's a time you can't, it's the same, like, if you're a beginner, like, I'm not going to have someone sit 30 minutes cross-legged in a meditation, you know, a silent meditation. Yeah. Maybe there's other ways. So I think it's exploring what works for you. And, you know, I always say, like, small habits, you know, like, don't make these, like, big resolutions. I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. And then you're disappointed no. if you can't <laughs> keep up, you know, like, little practices. But for me, it was really, like, the fast flow vinyasa because you're moving so fast and melodic and you know i'm very like i like to you know move and that really helped me to almost like shut off my mind right because i used to be just in my masculine like i think mm -hmm. you know the positions i've worked in and been so ambitious and driven that i completely neglected the feminine and mm -hmm. through the fast-paced practice so I wouldn't even really call it yoga because it was more like a workout probably. But that allowed me to gradually kind of build it up. And that's what I'm saying. Like, don't just, you know, 
like just test see what feels good and mm -hmm. and then yeah now with yin yoga i'm like wow this is actually one of the greatest tools i've ever seen not just physically i mean it's physically it's great like i've taught a lot of men like crossfitters and they loved it because yeah just what it did but really the the soothing of the nervous system and the other thing i want to say as well what you've mentioned earlier like you you were so detached from your body right you couldn't even feel it yoga nidra for me or nsdr non-sleep deep rest is my i'm such an advocate for rest right i mean rest is important for, for anyone but especially for projectors right because often before you've actually found out your projector you've been living like a conditioned generator or manager even right as yeah. a quote right i need so much you know time out and, and space away and um yeah so yoga nidra is have you ever tried yoga nidra yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that practice as well like wow like i can actually feel my body without moving it and again you know everything is a practice and that's why i love to you also you know practice yoga practice meditation because it is a practice because it's different every day and um mm -hmm. through that self-exploration through some massive exploration i really found like okay what's not working you know something is something feels icky here and it's the same with business now right as soon as i notice that i'm moving more into my masculine or more into the forcing and pushing it just feels icky and just want to mm -hmm. say you know what's masculine and and feminine it's important to have both right i mean we all mm -hmm. have both and i think i've said this a while back um with a couple of my students you know the I feel like the yin is so important also for men for anyone when you're in that receptive state of like creation that's rooted in 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 the feminine you know it's the cooling it's the the creativity and i think again often where i see a lot of burnout for women is they don't use their masculine when it kind of goes into hey now we need to take a line action now we need to take action and they're still operating from the um feminine so i feel like you know there's you know creation mode being receptive you tap into your yin but then when it's time to go you need to activate your yang and yeah, yeah. just wanted to share that as well no i love that i think about it a lot as like you know i need i need that that masculine energy to kind of create the safety and the structure and and the boundaries and mm -hmm. the, the the unit that like lets me you can't see my hands but like <laughs> the unit that like lets me feel safe and like protected and, and able and then my feminine can just create and be and be in flow and receive but like one without the other like would my feminine feel safe to do that without the structure without the sort of mm. protective layer i don't know probably not you know so i think there's there's so much opportunity for both and i love what you were saying around just the idea of like starting small, I think really like the thing for me with, with learning how to be in my body was truly just slowing down. It wasn't even like doing anything, but just doing the things that I was doing slower mm -hmm. <laughs> so that I could like be present in it and like feel it. Like even as simple as like eating a little bit slower mm -hmm. or, um, going for walks instead of runs. So I could like not be in the mind, like, Oh, this sucks. I hate this. I'm so bad at running, da, 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 da. but more like I'm walking right now. I can feel myself walking. I can feel the sun. I can like just being more intentional and slow was probably the 
the best tool for me to get started in that work. Mm -hmm. And then of course, bringing it into like yoga and somatic work and all that more intentionally. But I think it started with literally just being like, I don't have to rush. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have an undefined route. So <laughs> that was mm-hmm. all kind of tied into that too. Slow and steady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a big fan, you know, and even, you know, yoga nidra, just to bring it back to, um, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been practicing yoga nidras for like, I think the last five years, almost every day. It's, I won't mm-hmm. budge. It's a non-negotiable during lunchtime and usually after I have my lunch and even if it's 20 minutes and it has made such a difference in my life. It's, it's almost like, and I always say, you know, rest before you actually need it. Cause once you really need it, you know, it's almost like this pro doing things proactively. Right. And, but it mm-hmm. just lets you clear your mind and everything. And I feel like the more busy I am and the longer my to-do list, um, the more I need it and the more I will take a break. And then, I swear every time I leave my mat, I'm like, wow, I feel amazing. And it's usually also, I would say it's my zone of being. I call it soul space time, just, you know, hanging out with my soul. And it's why I usually have the best ideas for anything, whether it's personal business. And I'm almost like responding to my own. Because usually they say with like the strategy for sacrals is way to respond. So we need to have something to respond to. So we always respond. But if it's not really, you know, creating like these feelings of like, oh, I feel this, you know, I feel enriching and stuff, then it's probably, you know, um, I often through yoga or yoga nidra actually have ideas. And then I'm like, oh, I get so excited about something that just pops into my mind. I'm like, okay, let's get creating. (laughs) I love that connection. Mm. That makes so much sense. I I love what you said too around um, like doing it proactively, I find that that comes up with all of like, not all of my clients, but all types of clients that I have, um, this idea of like the first thing to go is the thing that you need the most when Mm -hmm. you get into overwhelm. Mm -hmm. So like our brains, like for me, for example, when I get, you know, the most overwhelmed or the most busy or just the most going on, my brain will be like, you know what? We don't need our routines and rituals. Mm. And I have unconscious gate five in my son and I have quad left. Like, no, I, I need my routines and rituals. Like that actually keeps me so grounded and Mm. so just like good. But my brain is so clever to be like, no, like you've got a lot going on right now. You should probably just abandon all of them, which Mm. is like the opposite of what I need. And so, um, I just love that idea of being like, no, like, give yourself the thing you need mm-hmm. all the time, mm-hmm. no matter what, like start there. Even when you're your most busy, keep your yoga practice after lunch, like keep the things mm-hmm. that really keep you grounded and keep you, even if your mind's trying to tell you otherwise. Yeah. And you also, know? you know, it's especially when we work with others, right? The way you lead yourself, the way you look after yourself mm-hmm. is how, you know, you lead others and how others, especially as a six to as well, right? Mm-hmm. And this is how, and by sharing that, right? And yeah, you can't pour from an empty cup. Like you, you literally, you can't give, like you've said with, you know, I have to set my boundaries. Yes. And I think, you know, setting your boundaries, really internalizing them. And, and this is sometimes what I see as well. I'm like, oh, I have boundaries. I'm like, you're, you're not really internalizing them because when you do, people won't even like, they won't even mess with your boundaries because you're living, you're like an embodiment of your boundaries, right? They know not to. Yeah. Yeah. 
to stretch it. And I think it's the same with things that, you know, make you feel good. And I think that kind of brings it back to what I said earlier. Like everyone, kind, especially in this day and age, everyone wants to found a business and grow and, you know, like make lots of money. And I'm not I'm saying everyone, but it's everyone is so focused on maybe getting support from a business coach or from a mastermind that just focuses on like the scaling and like, what about the mindset? One? What about everything else? It, I, I literally, yeah. I generally think it's like 50, 50. If probably even I generally think it's more important, <laughs> like the mindset, because I think you 60, 40, <laughs> I think you said this a while back, right? Like what if, what's it going to do? Like if you scale to a million or lots of money, but you don't, you can't hold it. Right. Like if, and that's yeah. the thing, like, you know, like everyone's like, Oh, I want to, you know, I want people to like lots of people in this program. Like, are you actually, do you have the capacity, the energetic capacity to actually hold that space? And have yeah. you done, cause it's, again, it's easy to create a beautiful offering, you know, set up an email flow. You can learn this, you know, like, Yes, I'm almost like, I'm not like talking this down. Obviously, I teach this as well. But these are things that don't really require you to kind of look inwardly. But then once it's out there, right? How are you showing up for yourself? What are you doing to hold the space when people join, when you start, you know, especially if you've maybe never been a teacher before or you've never worked in a corporate career where you had big teams and holding that space, this is where the mindset and the energetic work really, you know, comes in. I think that's so underestimated, underrated, um, underestimated, yeah. under, underrated. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm like, yeah, um, I think it's, yeah, both of it is so important. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I, I mean, that's, I've supported people in this way, but I've also just seen it having been in this world for I guess seven and a half years now, like you've seen these, these epic rises, these quote overnight successes. And then you've heard them come back and share. I was miserable. I was burnt out. I couldn't do this. My mm. relationships were deteriorating. My health was deteriorating, like all of these things. And I'm like, that's all in that same conversation of like, can you actually hold it? And it's not like I'm saying that to like throw shade or mm. like judge anyone, but it it's, it's not just about making a million dollars. It's about mm -hmm. making a million dollars or however much money in a way that you can actually hold and sustain and feel good in and take care of yourself. And otherwise, I mean, kind of what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like, at least that's how I feel about it. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. And I think it was that pose that I saw that, yeah, that's how I found you. So yeah. Oh, and just to, you know, like these, this is also very six two, right? Um, sharing these like transformative or these really maybe sometimes thought provoking, I call them thought activators. It's really mm -hmm. thought leadership, right? But this is also very like our zone of genius as six twos yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do, I do, I do love those kinds of posts and they, they do perform well for me typically. So mm -hmm. yeah. Six two in action. Yeah. And again, <laughs> um, it's it's probably nothing new, right? Like it's it's nothing new. Like we've probably heard it before, but sometimes okay. it's that reminder that you need right then and there. Or also for someone who's maybe never really like thought about how do I actually feel? What's it actually gonna do with me? You know, like 
how am I going to hold space for myself? Can I hold space for myself um, once I get there? Yeah. So I think it's just, um, yeah, like you said, it, it's never like shade, but it's more like, hey, I I think my tone is very like tough love sometimes. I'm like, yeah, and I feel like we all need a little bit of tough love every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> I try to embody like like sassy, cool rich ant vibes so like sassy cool like cis vibes like that's yeah i want to like i want to say it with like a hug like over wine but i'm gonna like i'm gonna say the thing like that's the that's the the, the feel i'm going for and it comes across like to be fair like i i was like oh I, I really love this like the whole like brand messaging never get yeah it feels really six two to me as well which i like so uh, i appreciate you sharing that yeah i love being a six two that's that's my favorite. Um, okay. I know we're kind of like getting close to about how long I like to keep these, but I really want to hear about if there's like a, a story or a message around how you really discovered like your gift of helping people find out their zone of genius, find out what they're so good at and gifted at. And like, it wasn't a lot of human design. What else was going into that, that that recipe, if you will. Mm. So I think it already started when I was a child, actually. So um, yeah. I think, you know, human design that maybe kind of made me understand a little bit in my child. I'm like, ah, that's why. But um, I think I've always just been really good at seeing things in others that they couldn't see for themselves, right? And again, bringing it back to What's the golden thread, you know, working with people? I would say like helping humans remember because it's never something external. It's just, it just needs to, it needs to come out and, you know, being reminded that with human design, so my G center is open. Uh, it's undefined, mm. which is obviously our identity. So I had a very, especially like probably my first 30 years, a very fluid sense of myself. I've always wanted to be someone else, you know, because obviously where the centers are open, we're so open to conditioning. That's where the mind really becomes the spokesperson um, for like mm -hmm. our open centers. It's really good to, yeah, kind of pay attention to that. And I always felt like, oh, I wanted to be her. I want to have blonde hair. I, you know, this very fluid sense of self, but also... Yeah with an open G center, it's really like, I'm really good at seeing the blind spots and someone's direction before they can probably see it and sense it. Um, yeah. And I think that, but I don't want to say intuition because it sounds so woo, but it's also like, yeah, it's the feeling. I'm like, Oh, I think this is, I think this is why I'd also gotten to the point in my career where I was at, right? Because I was just naturally, good with seeing who I could place you know in in which roles and where did it make sense to maybe actually okay we hired her as a content manager but actually her gift really is like in the creation and maybe we remove some of like the asana tasks and the rigid and let her have a little bit more freedom and space right so mm. um yeah from a human design <laughs> to wrap it up from a human design perspective it's the open g center and a couple of other like channels um and planetary placements but i think yeah it was yeah i've always had it in a way an innate thing yeah. that you've been doing that second line yeah. just a natural gift that you have <laughs> i 
I, I just, it makes me so happy. I could like go off. I think it's like a nice idea that gets kind of, you know, it's like a, I don't want another word, like, like trendy, right? To be like, I'm doing my life's work. I'm doing my passion. Like, like that can kind of just be taken out of context, but to really understand the power of like finding that home of like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And like, it's hard to do alone. It's really nice. I mean, I'm second line projector. It's really nice to have someone kind of help you mm-hmm. see that for yourself. Um, and so I just love that you're doing that work and like facilitating those, those journeys because it's one thing to like be successful at something that isn't your zone of genius and be like, okay, cool. Like I did it. I feel accomplished. I have, you know, the referrals and the reputation and the money and the whatever. And I'm thinking about me in the design world. Like I am good at that. I can do that. But then to come into coaching and to come into mentorship and be like, but this, like this, it just, it's such an, I want everyone to have that feeling. I want everyone to, to do that with their lives. Mm-hmm. That's like so magical. I love that. So yeah. You're doing that. Thanks. And, you know, like, I think, of, like I said, this it's this innate thing and, you know, the things, and it's probably not, you know, what a lot of humans want to hear, but I'm like, okay, well, how do I find out my reflection? It starts with reflection, asking the right questions, journal prompts. And, but I think also in, in the work, you know, that I do, what I like to do as well. And it's, that's where kind of the astrology maybe is a little bit woven in with the human design, because we have like planetary mm-hmm. placements, right? And we can dive a little bit deeper. This actually when you're on my podcast, because I'm going to pull up your chart. Okay. Um, and <laughs> the different planets obviously stand, have like themes, right? So for example, Mercury is all about like communication, how you share your Uranus. It's like, where do you deviate from the norm? And then looking at your unconscious and conscious, the gates, um, in which gate. And that gives a lot of meaning and can, lets me already see. I'm like, oh, okay. Interest. Let me see, you know, whether this person is already aware of some of their gifts. And I think this is where it kind of comes in, especially for someone who's maybe so detached from themselves and doesn't really have that understanding and maybe also especially has an open g center right so has a very fluid sense of self and but again like i'd like to use it but i I don't want to say like this is what your chat says this is what you need to do because ultimately you know it's almost this like where does your zone of genius and your passion and purpose kind of meet you know um i think oh i love that yeah yeah so you should use that as like a tagline if you don't already that's that's i think it's somewhere on the website um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i Um, love it so much yeah i'm excited to go on your podcast i'm I'm, yeah i'm excited it's gonna be so good (laughs) thank you so much okay so i think the the question i've been toying with and i don't have it perfectly articulated yet so i'm gonna like mumble my way through it but the question that i want to like bring to anyone that comes on the show is just around this idea of spaciousness. And I know we all have our own like definitions of things. We were talking about that before we hit record. And so I'm, I think it's helpful for people to hear like what that means for you in your business or even in your life. Like, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it mean to have spaciousness 
mm. kind of open-ended question mm. for you. <laughs> I love it because obviously, I mean, again, like, right, I feel like we're so alike um, and so aligned in our approach and also I think both like really pioneering the spacious business movement and I would say mm. my four favorite S's are systems and structures, create safety and spaciousness. And, um, oh. you know, I, I think spaciousness as a human being, so it has like different meanings for me. Spaciousness in the sense of I need lots of room, physical, like the space. Like I like wide open spaces. I love to gaze at the ocean, like the really like feeling the space. Um, but then also energetic space and especially as a quad right and many gen rights spacious a spacious business for me is like where i can step away and i'm not needed the whole time right so it's a lot of systems and structures like automations everything that's set up in the back end so i don't need to be fully on um mm. launching or releasing as i like to call it also like what's automated because i want to do the work beforehand but once it's released like I want to feel spacious and not be like, oh, what happens if this, you know, like, so there's, it has, yeah, multiple meanings for me, but ultimately also, especially as a manager, like, you know, I need to feel spacious, like, like expanded, not contracted, like in my body. And again, yoga <laughs> makes me feel very spacious yeah. as well. It's almost like this release, right? Like um, when you're like, for me it's also like this really long exhale i always do this on the podcast not here let's take an inhale and exhale because it's like the delicious juicy exhale and we breathe all the time but we it comes so natural but it's actually such a beautiful anchor that kind of really anchors us in the present so yeah that's yeah lots of answers but um Oh, spacious, no, yeah. It. It's just I love it's that how it, how does it feel? I'm like I was so excited when I saw the rebrand. I was like, ah, spacious for the podcast. This is amazing. And again, right before we recorded, we were talking about like you know buzzwords and stuff, and potentially not using them anymore. But if they really have meaning for us, you know, and there's a why behind it, and you know, yeah, what does it mean for you? I want to know now. Oh my gosh, <laughs> everything you said and more. Like, I, I love the idea of, of the exhale. I speak mm -hmm. about that a lot too. Like that's such a, I guess if you've never really intentionally taken a deep mm -hmm. breath, which I don't know that that applies to anyone, <laughs> but like that feeling of like letting go of, of feeling like you're not gripping everything so tightly, that like you're not wound so tightly, like that feeling uh, a shavasana at the, at the end of a really good yoga practice oh. like <laughs> that is like that is spaciousness mm -hmm. and i think it I, I love that you touched on the idea like the systems and the structure i think there's structural like capacity that can help create so much spaciousness and is really important to speak about but it's also just this this the energetic side of like releasing letting it go exhaling mm -hmm. um coming back to present moment not feeling like you're holding everything so tightly, mm -hmm. but that it's like, we're all just, I don't know, floating through space together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a hard word to define, which is why I, I like that being a question to ask, because I think everyone has their own definition. And I, my hope and my intention is that listeners can start to cultivate their own understanding mm -hmm. and their own definition based off of like the input and the things, the data points that they're mm -hmm. getting from, mm -hmm. from different people sharing their ideas about it. but. 
I, I don't know. To me, it's just this word of exhale is like mm-hmm. right up there as far as um, other words I really enjoy. <laughs> exhale. You know, when I was still my corporate, I actually had like a, a daily event in my calendar at 4 p.m. Deep belly breath with like the lung emoji. Because again, like that. just consciously breathing. And I used to breathe the wrong way for 26 years of my life. And it was such like, what i've been breathing wrong how and you know it's just really the breath and like you said shavasana earlier and i think my first yoga class vinyasa class i took at the end in shavasana i was like i want to be a yoga teacher because i want everyone to feel exactly the way i feel now and i think this is again with me the six two the many gen with everything when i feel something good i'm like this is what i want to do and i want to create that experience for the other to to share that feeling right to share that space and i think bringing it back to spaces i mean space spaces right so space time i love to like soul space time yeah 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 i love it (laughs) okay i think this is just gonna be such i'm so excited for this episode to release um will you share like i'm sure you have like people that are like i need to know more about you like how do people connect with you how do they find you how do they come into your world mm. i know that um a lot of many gens are going to be like i need i need to know more <laughs> yeah so um yeah so you can either find me on instagram um it, it's your aligned space or your um I also have a podcast called Grow Your Own Way, um, which Caitlin will be on soon as well. And yeah, I think for many gens, um, I actually have a beautiful offer for <laughs> many gens and, and generators, really. Um, it's Amazing. called The Responding CEO, right? And maybe just a little bit of background. So last year, I looked for something that there were so many beautiful immersions and containers for projectors because obviously i think it's so important also in in the group setting for projectors to be together right and Mm -hmm. there was nothing for sacrals generators and manifesting generators because we have the same strategy the respond and that obviously as business owners (laughs) can feel very like what do you mean i need to wait and yeah you know and you really like these authentic offers, which I think we didn't even really touch on that, but like, I think it's so important to whatever you do, you do things that are unique to you and authentic to you. You know, I think moving forward, just creating something because you think it's bringing in money. It's not going to fly if it doesn't light you up. Right. And at the essence, and this is for all types, create something that really fills you up with so much joy. And that's usually what magnetically draws people into your space. Because if you don't want to take your own course, then why should others, right? I would say, like, you need to have, you need to be your own biggest cheerleader, right? And have conviction in yourself because, yeah, I think that's important. But basically, the, the responding CEO is a six month um, business immersion. And I feel like it's really like I've done the research, like, first of its kind, where you get to co create with your sacred response. So basically, it has all the tools. It's for new and seasoned business owners. And wanting to learn more about their human design strategy and how they can use that in business to there's a brand module like the whole brand strategy and how to create your brand foundation so i'm bringing in all my corporate expertise and business and embodied and everything and there's like marketing strategy we're really 
it's really focused for CEOs who want to create and build and grow their own way, but sustainable and spacious. So it's giving you the tools and foundations and it has mindset practices. There's yoga um, and yeah, it just brings all of that together. So I'm so happy about this. I'm so excited. And this is like the only group container. Um, yeah, that I'm currently teaching or will be teaching. Um, and for now, I mean, I'm a manager, right? I mean, might change my mind next week. <laughs> but yeah, the responding CEO <laughs> and um, we start November 1st. And yeah, that's, that's me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It sounds magical. Like I, I agree, like being around and learning from people who like have that lived embodied wisdom. Mm. Like you're a six to Manny Jen girl. Like you have such mm. wisdom to share. I just think it's going to be a really powerful place. And we'll put all the links of course, in like the show notes and everything so that you can go mm. and find out more thank about you. that. Yeah. I think, you know, this, thank you. the difference between like, you know, one-on-one work. Cause in my one, one-on-one work, I work with projectors and manifestors, which is really interesting. Like, wow. So for one-on-one, I'm really <laughs> attracting like manifestors and, and, and projectors and, and the group setting it's I'm like, yeah, I think, you know, just multiple sacrals in one room and being asked so many questions. I'm like, all right, let's go. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be like a really good energy in there that's going to be exciting mm, I think so. oh, i'm so excited oh, thank you okay, so definitely go check that out and follow on instagram and do all the things um thank you so much for being here and for recording with me i cannot wait for this to go live thank you so much for having me for the invitation what was your takeaway from this episode what action are you going to take come share it with me over on Instagram. It's linked in the show notes. There you will also find any other important information from this episode. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not share it with a friend or leave a review? This helps others find the show and I would be so grateful for your support.